Dear listeners, welcome to Faces of Digital Health, a podcast about digital health and how healthcare systems around the world adopt technology, with me, Tiasha Zaitz. How many times in the last year or two have you heard that patients should own their data or have control over their data? These statements sound simple, but are much more complex once you start to look at implications they might have in practice. In June, the European Patients Forum Congress took place in Brussels, Belgium. The topic of the Congress was the digital transformation of healthcare, data sharing and the role of patient organizations in this story. Today, you'll hear a little bit about what patients think about data and data sharing from various participants at the Congress. Europe has big plans about data access and cross-border sharing. By 2025, patients should have access and control over their medical data, regardless of where in Europe they seek medical care. That is the idea behind the European Health Data Space, the upcoming EU regulation that aims to make patient data available to healthcare providers in a structured, standardized way across Europe. The use of data standards is what should enable clinicians to understand details about patients' diagnosis regardless of the language. Language and country-specific structures of healthcare systems in Europe have been one of the main factors hindering the easier flow of data across Europe. But things are about to change, emphasized the EU Commissioner for Health and Food Safety, Stella Kiriakides. At the end of the day, uh, it is all about us as, as citizens. We need to empower patients to take charge of their digital health. And this is what we built on with our proposal to set up the European health data space. First of all, patients will have access and the right to use their electronic health data in a format that can be accepted across the EU for free. And patients will be able to share data with a health professional of their choice, even across borders. Patients will have total control of their own data. They will be able to restrict what part of their medical history is shared and with whom. They will be able to connect, correct any errors in their health records. And finally, to ensure total transparency, patients will be able to see who has accessed their health data. The European Patient Forum represents 77 European patient organizations, which together represent the interest of an estimated 150 million people with chronic diseases across Europe. Different people have different opinions about the definition of data sharing and how it should look like. But as emphasized by Peter Kaplan, patient advocate and executive board member of Inspire to Live, which is a cancer patient advocacy group, data should be more easily shareable because lack of sharing isn't without consequences for patients. There are always hidden costs of saying no. So not making available data doesn't mean we do no harm. If we don't make available data, there is harm. That is what I call the hidden costs of saying no. 
When the European Health Data Space will be set up, anonymized data should be available to researchers, mentioned Martin Dorazil, deputy head of unit at DG Sante at the European Commission. This data sharing of anonymous data will be controlled by a regulatory body and each research request would have to be detailed and clear. Researchers also will not be able to download any of the data from this sandbox, only results related to their research. Another novelty mentioned at the Congress is the Electronic Product Information, or EPI, a project led by the European Medicines Agency. The idea behind the Electronic Product Information is to offer patients access to information about the medication they are taking or picking up in the pharmacy, regardless of where in Europe they pick up those medications. For example, if you're traveling abroad and get your medications in a pharmacy, you should still get the medicines leaflet in your own language in an electronic form. Given the high rates of medical problems related to medications, this aims to improve medication safety. If the Congress in 2021 was focused on digital health and data literacy, many thoughts in 2022 were dedicated to understanding how can patients share their data, do they want to share and control their data. Cancer survivor and patient advocate Victoria Prantauer mentioned how she wanted to share her data for other patients to benefit from research based on that data, but as a patient she had a really hard time to do that because she came home from the hospital with a pile of papers and it was hard to know how to even approach data sharing. She believes that data should be public good. I think that data should be a common good. I think that there's too much discussion about a monetary value of data. I truly think data should never ever equal money because if data equals money, then the, the companies uh, or people with most of the money can buy the data and keep it for them and drive their innovation and maybe share it or maybe don't share it. I really like the approach to, to see it as a common good and that we, let's say, all can use it and access it and drive innovation. Because only if also diverse people have access to data, then we can be sure that all the perspectives are included. By the end of day two, it has become clear that patient organizations play an important part in data-related policy making. Topics around data control, sharing and access can be sensitive and emotional, So when people are asked to share their health data, trust plays an important part. This is where patient organizations can play a crucial role. This is a quick reflection of the Congress by Victoria Prantauer and the former EPF Youth Group President Yvette Jakab. Victoria, you're a cancer survivor and a patient advocate very strongly advocating for how patients should be mindful about their data and also opening up all sorts of questions about data management, data control. What were the key thoughts that arose for you during the discussions that we had in the last two days? To be honest, I would summarize the last two days, or this is at least how I feel now, that we all 
came here together and now aligned on our mission. And I feel now with all the input and all the different perspectives brought together, we really can move forward and shape, I would say, a healthcare system really driven and shaped by the patient. What about you, Yvette? We had several sessions about data control, about the relationship of, between the healthcare providers and the patients and the impact of digitalization on it. What were some of the things that stood out for you? My, my main takeaway as a patient and as someone who is working with patient organizations on both the local and the European level is really that it is time for patient organizations to realize the value they have in this research ecosystem and to see that the data they gather, something that is very natural for them, has huge potentials and can really take them up to the partner level that we should be. We opened up several topics, one of them being that we need to work a lot on data harmonization, on data standardization, so we can enable data gathering on the European level and for research. I also thought it was a very important and interesting thought on the session today about the control of data to know that when we talk about patients having control over the data, that can potentially also bring a lot of burden to the patients. If you imagine that every time somebody requests your data, you have to approve something and potentially read two or three or 10 pages long document. So we need to work a lot on the sustainability of how data is managed. I think you're absolutely right. We have to find somehow the balance. How can we be involved in this, but don't put more burden on our shoulders? I think this is the main question we now have to figure out to really move forward. I do agree. We really need to look into opt-in and opt-out systems or whether we can outsource and who we can trust with these decisions on behalf of patients. We often hear about patient centricity and patient perspectives without patients in the room or at the table. So to end this episode, here are the closing words from the Congress by Anka Toma, Executive Director of the European Patients Forum. What I heard a lot these two days, trust, consent, inclusiveness, collaboration, conversation, these are the words that I hear again and again. The digital transformation of healthcare will not happen without the involvement of patients and without the involvement of the patient community. The third thing I wanted to say is we were trending again on Twitter. Done comes and well done everyone for engaging on social media. I think it's important we're, we're competing with the European Council and some pretty important stuff, but this is also pretty important because it's about our lives. We're all patients, but patients are not patients all the time. And it, it all impacts our quality of life. As Peter Capitain said yesterday, it all impacts our health, our future, our kids' health and our kids' future. You've been listening to Faces of Digital Health. You can still watch the plenary sessions of the EPF Congress by going to epfcongress.eu. If you enjoyed the show, leave a rating or a review wherever you get your podcast to help others interested in digital health and healthcare systems find the show as well. And here's a shout out to Adarkus from the US. Thank you for your review. He wrote, 
Tiasha puts extraordinary effort in covering digital health by finding guests that are authentic and truly care about being a positive force in the industry. The insights they bring are brilliant. Thank you for sharing that opinion. And to everyone, stay tuned 